Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for this opportunity to come together in your Word, Lord, to discover the good things that you have for each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, God. We thank you that you're blessing them, their families, their businesses, that you're giving them favor in the sight of their bosses, their employees, peers, and school teachers, God, that you are keeping them and guiding them and showing them into all truth through your Holy Spirit. So we just thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' amen. almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Glad to have you with us as we continue our study in of the Bible and in the book of Acts. And this morning, we are beginning chapter 20. So, that being said, can I get a volunteer to read the first 12 verses, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. After the uproar had ceased, Paul called the disciples to himself, embraced them, and departed to go to Macedonia. Now, when he had gone over that region and encouraged them with many words, he came to Greece and stayed three months. And when the Jews plotted against him as he was about to sail to Syria, he decided to return through Macedonia, and Sopater of Berea accompanied him to Asia, also Aristarchus and Secundus of the Thessalonians, and Gaius of Derby, and Timothy, and Tychus, and Trophimus um, of Asia. These men going ahead waited for us at Trous, but we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and in five days joined them at Trous, where we stayed seven days. Now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bed, bread, Paul, ready to depart, to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together, and in a window sat a young man named um, Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep. He was overcome by sleep, and as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down, found him, and embracing him, said, Do not trouble yourselves, for his life is in him. Now when he had come up, had broken bread, and eaten, and talked a long while, even till daybreak, he departed. And they brought the young man in alive, and they were not a little comforted. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, there is a considerable amount in here. <laughs> go ahead, honey. Go ahead. No, we're gonna say, honey. Nothing. Nothing. I'll say it in a moment. Okay. There's there's a lot in here, and clearly, amazing miracles, uh, even raising of the dead. So, mm-hmm. we're gonna open up the floor at this time to give you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to each of you, and to ask any questions that you may have. So, who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. Before we uh, jump into looking at this young man that the Lord raised from the dead through Paul, I would like to 
take a moment and look at Paul and how he was going through Macedonia and going to the places that he went when it says that the Jews are plotting against him because he was going go to go through Syria, how he turned around and went back through Macedonia to go to the next place he had to go. It just caused me to remember that in each thing that we do, we're supposed to be checking with the Holy Spirit and seeing what the Lord wants us to do it could have been very easy for paul to go oh yeah you're plotting against me well now you just signed your own death warrant i got something coming for you jews you chased me all around kingdom come and i'm about to chase you to kingdom end and do it that way (laughs) but he chose not to he allowed the lord to work in the situation and offer the people grace and not transgress and sin against the command the lord's commandments himself which is important for us today. Sometimes we get so frustrated and angry and going, well, this is the third time you've done this, Billy. You've wronged me this many times in this many ways in this many days. And the Lord in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, it talks about love and says that it, it, it doesn't rejoice in iniquity, it rejoices in the truth, hopes all things, bears all things, believes all things, endures all things. And if you look in your margins, it will say it keeps account of no suffered wrong. So it doesn't have this little blackboard with tally marks on it saying what's wrong you committed at what time, what day of the week it was, what you were wearing, the snarl on your face or anything like that. It chooses to forgive. And we see Paul walking in this as well. He's forgiving the Jews, not taking vengeance on himself, not trying to avenge himself or, or take ret- retribution and make the Jews pay for what he had been enduring because of them. He offered them grace and in the process allowed the Lord to offer them grace as well. And they have another opportunity to come to the Lord. So I thought it was important, especially for today, that we walk in that forgiveness and keep that awareness in our minds and our hearts as we interact with um, people that we cross, siblings, family, friends, and just people in general. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you, Layla. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But is that specific to Paul? So which part did? So he suffered many things already at this point, right? Yes. We've been reading about this for, well, a big part of the book of Acts, right? Mm-hmm. For, I mean, what, 10, 11 chapters now about all the things that Paul suffered, endured, you know, and more so. Not, let's not get focused on all the things that he endured, but all the ways the Lord moved, even in spite of what it appeared like in the natural, mm-hmm. in those circumstances, situations, right? Yes. Well, yes. I'm reminded of Job in this, right? At the end of chapter one, right? Job suffers all this loss, all his personal stuff, the things, right? Mm-hmm. But it says there as Job chapter one, verse 22, in all this, right? I mean, that's like seven different reports he received mm-hmm. of just great and immense loss. He, he doesn't even have time to process it all. It's just happening mm-hmm. so quickly. Mm-hmm. And it says, in all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. He did not, bl- depending on your translation, what you say, he did not blame God. Mm-hmm. So you see another layer or aspect of this. It's clearly a, a scheme of the enemy, right, to try to get us to shift our focus on what's happening and then beyond that to go and blame God for something happening. Mm-hmm. But that's not how A. Paul is acting at war, what we were discussing in Job, right? It's the same mindset. Hey, 
God's good. God is only good. He's always only good. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, in whom there's no deviation or shadow of turning. Right? Yes. So why would we then look at opposition? Look at, well, suffered wrong. Not keeping account of it, but looking at it and going in our mind or in our heart, staying or blaming God, saying that he's responsible for that thing happening. As opposed to acknowledging where it came from. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yes. which could only be, I'll say, less than a handful of things. The biggest being, it's either A, the enemy, because of the Lord in you, right? Yes. Trying to shift your focus, your um, your mindset, your heart, your perspective. Or is it something that we've sowed in our own life, a seed that was planted, watered, over time grew, and now this is the harvest that we have reaped, right? Yes. yes. Well, it's very easy to see that that clearly wasn't the latter of the two things I just mentioned. Not that Paul hadn't been here before, but we've read a lot about where Paul has been and what he's done there, which is to live and teach, right? Walk out, show, demonstrate what walking out belief and love of the Lord looks like. Right? Yes. And the same thing is happening in every place. So clearly that is a scheme of the enemy. Mm-hmm. The same opposition, but I mean the same thing happening every place, same opposition, same, literally same pattern, same modus operandi, right? This mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is what the enemy is doing literally in every place. Mm-hmm. So recognizing that and going, okay, I see it, Lord. And and then let's seek the Lord on how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. There is, there's, when the Lord came in his earthly ministry, and we always go back to him because he is our pattern. He is our example. Amen. And looking at his life helps us see other things clearly. Um, he came to destroy the works of the devil, which one of them was deceiving people into believing that God was doing things that were wrong. And what was important to God, and that, especially in that reference that you made to Job, was that un that unrighteousness was not attributed to God. He did Amen. not attribute the evil that he was seeing in his life to God's hand, which we know that that's something that humanity struggles with. When they're blessed, they say, oh, it's my hands that have done it. But when something falls apart, it's God's fault. I mean, even the atheist will holler that out who doesn't believe in God. <laughs> who, no, no, not that they don't believe. Claims, they claim there is no God. Who, who claim that there right. is no God. Well, we'll still blame him when something goes wrong. So we know and, that and, that's... And they'll pray to him. Uh, there's a saying, right, for the military, there's no atheist in a foxhole. As soon as those rounds mm-hmm. start zipping by or right over their head, well, they are praying to the Lord to save them. They get close to God. How quick. can it be both? <laughs> real close, real quick. Right. Right. Well... That, again, that comes from Satan, and we're not mocking atheists. We don't support what they believe because there's no truth in it, but we love them nonetheless. Amen. Um, the, the truth is 
That's why James chapter one is so important that there's no variation or shadow of turning. When any man is tempted, he's not tempted by God. God is not yes and no. He's not good and bad. And that's why Jesus came and said, the thief comes for nothing more but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. So he made the distinction and the correction and the mentality and the mindset of the people about who was doing what and what is actually happening so that they would be able to bless their God and to perceive and to see him rightly. And, you know, when I was reading this um, section about Paul, it really showed for me, it showed me his maturity. Amen. And it showed me that he had, by the time we're reading in chapter 20, to us it looks like chapter 20, but this is how many decades into his ministry and his, his life and walk with God post-conversion on the road to Damascus, and how much he has matured to learn how to walk in the Spirit, in the flow of the Spirit. And uh, this is what I mean in particular. There are many of us who would say, why turn aside? Why not just go and, and have a fight? You know, take it to them. Don't hide. Just just go in there. And if a fight ensues, then a fight ensues. And then we would look at what he will face later on in Scripture and go, darn it, Paul, why didn't you just <laughs> say this then? And then you could have avoided the whole thing. But what he has entered into is walking in the divine flow and the divine plan Amen. and the divine arrangement and alignment with the will, the perfect will of God and his perfect plan. So to us, we, especially if we're looking at it with natural or carnal Christian eyes, we go, man, stay out of trouble, avoid it, fight where you should not be fighting and run when you should be standing. But God is saying, come with me, you know, step away when I tell you to step away and then engage here, do this because his plan is perfect. How many times did the disciples try to counsel Jesus about going to the cross? <laughs> because they thought that was the wrong opportunity. And how many times did they try to counsel him to get him to, to declare himself the Messiah prematurely or outside of the way that God wanted because they did not understand. So I, I appreciated the just the humble obedience and the wisdom and the, the maturity, him becoming you know a father in ministry versus a firecracker. And you want to be you know being sons of thunder. And things of that nature, where we saw, kind of saw him when he was arguing with Barnabas. That's more of a Sons of Thunder perspective. And now he's saying, okay, let me, the Lord isn't saying go start this fight right now. So let me go the way he is leading. And while it doesn't articulate it in that way, we can learn from just the process that he's gone through in the chapters that we've covered, that that's exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. And it gives us strength and insight and encouragement to continue to pursue God in the same way. Paul put great effort into patterning his life after Christ, not trying Amen. to duplicate him as a um, counterfeit, not like Antichrist trying to copy God, but as a child of God, a humble son, saying, this is the example that my Lord set, so I need to take of him, right? That's what he said. Jesus said, come to me all who are what? Weary, 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 laden. And I'll give you rest. Take mm. my yoke upon you, right? Yes. yes. Because my burden is easy and my yoke is light. But he was he's humble and he's lowly and he's gentle. That's who Jesus is. And so 
Paul was taking on that perspective, not I'm out here to prove my macho muscle manhood, right? You ain't going to get one over on me this time. I'm going to get you. I'm going to take the fight to you and burn your house down. You ain't going to burn my house down first, right? He didn't take that mentality and that perspective of trying to boast in his flesh or his human, human manhood, but to instead boast in what God wanted to do. And by that, I mean, actually obey <laughs> and follow through with the plan that God had and what he made to, um, for the purpose that he created Paul to walk in. Amen. What else? And mommy, how you mentioned about maturity and, and Paul listening to the Holy Spirit and going the way that he wanted, that the Lord wanted him to go instead of plowing his own way through. It's something that, that like you mentioned, mommy had to be cultivated. It wasn't one morning you just popped your eyes open and suddenly you're the most mature person in the on the face of the planet, it has to be cultivated. You have to allow the Lord to train you. Even Jesus, yes, he was God Almighty, God in the flesh, but he still learned obedience through his suffering. He still learned to trust God. He still learned the maturity in him still had to be cultivated because if it weren't, he would have fallen for the trap the devil was trying to set up for him when he was tempting him. I'll give you all these kingdoms and all the glory and all the honor if you'll bow down and worship me. Mm -hmm. The immature person would have immediately said yes to it's have it now. It's an easy way. Exactly. They wouldn't have the fortitude and the 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 perspective, if you will, the, the oversight to see the greater end and the greater destiny. They'll go, well, this is here and now. I can lay my eyes on it. It must be so, so I'll take it. Mm -hmm. And that's not the way the Lord wants us to operate because many times what looks like here and now is not actually there. It's a mirage. It's a, it's a trick on your eyes, a hallucination. And the only thing that you can actually say, I see with my eyes and I can take it is the words that God speaks to you, whether it's written or spoken, because his words are true. They don't fail. They're not miscalculated or misguiding. They're not any of those things. They will lead you to life in an, in an abundant life. Everything mm -hmm. else, though, that isn't of the Lord will lead to destruction and failure. So when, as we go about our um, the task in life as we go about doing the daily things that we need to do, it's important to check with the Holy Spirit for each and every thing. It may not seem convenient, but it will save you a whole lot of time in the long run. You won't have to come back to this trail and repent and get things in order and get things right because you would have been on the trail through and through. Amen. Anyone else? Well, I'll go. All right, I promise. Okay, so the Lord's talking to me about how it more so concerning persecution, how a lot of people say, well, this must be the Lord's will because he's allowing this to happen. And so the Lord's reminding me of, especially inside of James, where it talks about that um, if someone's tempted, it's not because of a guy, it's because of their own um, desires. And the Lord's showing me that when we get tempted, it's not because um, that the Lord's allowing and that he wants it to happen to us. It's because it's for our own benefit. Um, I couldn't find it, uh, but says that um, that God lets no be tempted beyond what they're able. And so the Lord showed me. Corinthians uh -huh. chapter 10. Continue. Go ahead. Baby. And so the Lord showed me that because of that, we know that if we're tempted. It's because that's all for our good and are able to overcome. And with their perspective that the Lord purposely tempts us so that or that he must be okay with us, something wrong happening inside our life, we 
often with wither and so the lord is showing me that having that perspective it's also um it's important to understand that we shouldn't have have that perspective because that causes us to not have faith in god mm-hmm. and also for us to believe that the lord doesn't have all the power that he has mm-hmm. which isn't true Absolutely. We never want to accuse God of evil. Um, the scripture you referenced is in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, um, verses, 13. verse 13. Um, and you can just read through that section. Just you, know, to, you can also find it in James 1, 12-13 and 1 Peter 1, 6-7. Exactly. And the Lord does not want you to be tempted with the situation or with evil or with wrong. That's not the purpose. But he understands that the adversary is going to attempt to throw you off track and the purpose that the Lord even allows it to come is so that you can conquer, have the, um, the practice of ruling over the adversary, but it's not even allowed to come your way unless you've been duly and fully prepared to triumph over it. So just having the right perspective that God is good. He's not evil. No evil comes out of him ever at any time. And no evil has ever come out of him. And that is the right perspective. That is actually the truth. And that's who our God is. Amen. Let's pause there for today, okay? And that way everyone can have the opportunity to have the Holy Spirit minister to them and, and to look up the scriptures and and go from there with the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us the opportunity to listen to you, Lord, and just giving us your plan, Lord, and that's perfect, Lord, and that we're able to listen to you correctly, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for just blessing us, Lord, and just giving us everything that we need, Lord, and just showing us how to rightly apply your word, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.